Working as the Post and Courier's Clemson reporter, I get to cover some of the top teams in the nation. One of the things that makes my job really interesting is being able to be at the facility, talking to the players, getting to learn their stories. With a subscription to the Tiger Take, you'll not only get to read everything I write on postandcourier.com, but you'll also get the latest updates straight to your inbox. But more than that, you'll get insights that you won't find anywhere else. Hi, this is Gene Sapikov, college sports editor and sports columnist for the Charleston Post and Courier. Welcome to Countdown to Kickoff, the weekly program in which we talk to Post and Courier Clemson beat reporter John Blau for a report on the Tigers and uh, how things are going in the 2022 season. You can check out John's really cool Post and Courier newsletter at postandcourier.com slash the Tiger Take. John, this is the weirdest statistic, I think, of the week going into this Clemson-Wake Forest game at high noon in Truist Field in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Believe it or not, this is the first time since 1950, yes, 1950, 72 seasons ago, that these two teams have met with both of them ranked. I find that pretty odd because Jim Grobe had some good Wake Forest teams. In fact, they won an ACC title. Dave Clawson has had some good teams and Clemson has had some good teams, but evidently never at the same time. What are your initial thoughts going into this battle in Winston-Salem? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the first game I would say that Clemson's played an opponent that you are really worried they're going to beat them. I mean, going into Georgia Tech, it was more of a case of, you know, is the score going to be close like it was last year? I mean, how is DJ Wiongo like going to look? How's the defense uh, going to look? Um, you didn't think they were going to lose to Furman or Louisiana Tech, but both of those games were kind of shaky in terms of how they played at certain portions of the game. But Wake Forest is a team, um, again, ranked, uh, has that great veteran quarterback in Sam Hartman, uh, has the ability to uh, stress this defense, which, which has had some issues in the – uh, defending the pass and um, uh, again it's uh, Clemson gives you moments where you think this is a team that has potential uh, to be a top five team but at other times looks like they could easily uh, lose to to a, uh, an opponent like Wake Forest so I don't know I don't know it's just interesting Gene what, what do you think yeah, I think it's uh, going to be a lot about matchups and we can talk about that as we go I think this is there's some favorable matchups for Clemson in this game. But yeah, before we get to that, John, bring us up to date on the Clemson injuries and the guys that were out, particularly on defense last week against Louisiana Tech. I mean, it showed in some big plays that were given up. And I think as Dabo Sweeney said, you know, the number ones played pretty good, but not so much the number twos. What's uh, your understanding of Clemson's player availability situation on defense going into this game against Wake? Yeah, so obviously Brian Brzee, Tyler Davis, and Trey Williams were all out at defensive tackle, and Sheridan Jones, I think a, a senior cornerback, suffered a stinger in the middle of the game, and Andrew Makuba, the safety, um, had hurt his arm in practice, and he might have to wear kind of a brace going forward. But the idea is that Brian Brzee, obviously, who's uh, mourning the passing of his sister, um, the funeral is this week, he, he will be back. Uh, for this game against Wake Forest. Tyler Davis was a was a precautionary measure uh, as it's been kind of the last couple of weeks. He should be ready for Wake Forest and Trey Williams as well. And uh, Andrew Makuba, it sounds like he'll also be 
uh, ready to go. Just going to have to, again, like I said, wear that brace. And so uh, a lot of defensive guys who were missing last week should be back. The big question is Xavier Thomas, uh, the defensive end. He obviously hurt his foot in the preseason, had surgery. It was supposed to be about four to six weeks recovery time. We're really getting to the early to mid-range of that return time. Um, Dabo Sweeney has said he's game time uh, decision the last couple of weeks. So he's, he's getting close. Uh, we don't know for sure if he will be back. So um, that'll be something to watch in pregame warmups. If Xavier Thomas is back, that gives them another edge rusher uh, to really disrupt things for Wake Forest, especially with that slow mesh that they use. Um, but if he isn't there, again, a, a lot of talent coming back on the defensive line, especially with Brzee and Davis. Again, you can check out John Blau's Post and Courier newsletter at postandcourier.com slash the Tiger Take. John, uh, one matchup that I think is just so favorable for Clemson is their run defense against Wake Forest's running game. It's interesting that Wake Forest lost its leading rusher from last year, Christian Beale Smith, to South Carolina. He hasn't really gotten on the field much for the Gamecocks, but Wake Forest even scoring 37 points against Liberty last week, 21 carries for just 26 yards. How do you see that playing out for Clemson against the Deacons? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's one of the least concerning uh, issues for Clemson going into this game. I mean, they just allowed Louisiana Tech to, to rush for six yards. And I know it's a little bit of a weird comparison, but I mean, this is a team that ran, ran for about 300 yards the week before against Stephen F. Austin. So they weren't so totally incapable on the ground and uh, Clemson just held them to six yards. So uh, I would think again, just like we, we saw last year going uh, into that game against Wake Forest, Clemson was able to dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I would consider that probable again. It's just, again, the way that the secondary had some lapses um, playing a lot of young players, obviously Sheridan Jones, like I said, was out and uh, Nate Wiggins as well, the sophomore, but you had some lapses there between the corners and safeties, some younger players. Um, Sam Hartman, again, is a guy who can exploit you through the air. So while, while I'm confident in Clemson's ability to stop Wake Forest's run game, it's uh, yeah, I still wonder if a one dimensional Wake Forest team could still cause some problems for Clemson. Yeah, you're right, John. Sam Hartman, a, a good quarterback, a really a technical uh, precision passer, played really well at Oceanside Collegiate in Mount Pleasant. A smart guy, he's a Dean's List student, redshirt junior. His father's a doctor. His mother is very smart, too. That's going to be a, a fun matchup. Uh, speaking about matchups on the other side of the football, you've written, John, some uh, really good pieces lately about Clemson's emerging young receivers. Uh, talk about uh, those guys, and do you think they're going to continue to make progress for the Tigers? Yeah, and another piece of news, obviously, yesterday we heard that Dakari Collins, the sophomore receiver, is gone, uh, left the team, not gone into the transfer portal yet, because you can't do that because of the NCAA windows the way they are now. Uh, but is eventually going to go into the portal. So, yeah, Adam Randall obviously just came back from an ACL tear that he suffered uh, April 1st. And so it was 169 days. It only took him to get back from an ACL, which is incredible. I think Amari Rogers came back at 166 days, so just three days behind. But he's a big physical uh, target, nicknamed Baby Julio after Julio Jones, uh, 6'2", 230. He had one catch for 11 yards in that Louisiana Tech game, but 
he's a guy who seems to maybe have more of a role now that Dakari Collins is gone. Uh, Dakari was down the depth chart, but you would think that the main backup is definitely Adam Randall uh, behind Joseph Ngata. And Antonio Williams is still listed as the backup to Brandon Spector in the slot, but he's a guy who has made big plays uh, each of the, the last couple of games. Uh, had a really nice touchdown grab from DJ Uyungle had another 38 yarder just seems to have an ability to get open uh, and I would expect to see him have some more time too and, and like you said it's it's these young receivers I think are very important to the emergence of Clemson's passing game EJ Williams Joseph Ngata haven't always been available uh, haven't always you know taken off in terms of their ability to separate and to make really big plays. Obviously, Joseph Ngata had one really great play last week in terms of a diving grab on a 41-yard catch. But um, Antonio Williams, Adam Randall, uh, obviously Randall maybe have to temper temper expectations a little bit because he is coming back uh, from that ACL. But um, Antonio Williams and then maybe uh, Adam Randall coming along, I mean, those could be uh, important pieces for Clemson in the short term and then also obviously in the long term as well. Countdown to kickoff. I'm Gene Sapikoff of the Charleston Post and Courier with John Blau, Post and Courier beat writer covering Clemson. John, what are some of the things, or maybe let's just say, what, what's one of the main things that you want to see as like a game within the game for Clemson against Wake Forest on Saturday? Um, how well Clemson can run the ball. Um, you know, obviously last week, uh, Will Shipley was able to go off for 139 yards. Um, that's important. Uh, obviously, you don't want all the pressure to be on DJ Uyunglele. You want to be able to hold the ball and, and kind of condense the game maybe a little bit so that Sam Hartman has fewer opportunities to kind of make drives and, and uh, pick at that secondary. So um, the offensive line seems to have made some strides the last couple of weeks. Uh, Blake Miller in particular, obviously a true freshman at right tackle. Uh, Walker Parks at right guard who bumped down from right tackle seem to be making some strides in terms of, you know, putting a hat on a hat. Um, I know Dabo Sweeney, again, has said that he wants to attack through the air. This needs to be a great passing team, but I guess I just believe uh, going into ACC play, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to, you know, sustain drives. And if they're going to do that, it's going to have to be winning at the point of attack. Uh, Will Shipley, Kobe Pace, Phil Moffa making some big plays. So that'll be interesting to see how the running game uh, functions against Wake Forest this week. John Clemson is a seven point favorite against Wake Forest. I think some people in uh, Clemson Nation might be a little bit surprised that that's so low. But I mean, Wake Forest is a ranked team playing at home. They had a sellout crowd against Liberty, which for Wake Forest, that's pretty darn unusual to have a sellout crowd against anybody, but particularly, you know, for a non-conference game. And it's only 32,000 fans there at, at Truist Field, I think when it's uh, full and, and there's usually a lot of Clemson fans there, but you know, if you had to make a score prediction, the John Blau score prediction for Saturday, two ranked teams going at it at Truist Field in Winston-Salem at high noon. What are you telling me, John? The least, predict, uh, the least reliable score prediction you can probably ever uh, hear. Uh, let's say 31 to 24 Clemson. We'll go like just under that. Uh, was it seven and a half points? So, yeah, seven. They just beat it. Yeah. How about that? Sounds pretty good, pretty safe, pretty conservative, and pretty likely. And that's why we have John Blau 
as the Post and Courier beat reporter and uh, as a you know regular appearance on Countdown to Kickoff. Again, you can uh, find John's newsletter and all sort of uh, things from John, both on and off the field in that newsletter. It's very entertaining, trust me, at postandcourier.com slash the tiger take. postandcourier.com slash the tiger take. John, thanks for joining us. For John Blau, I'm Gene Sapikoff, Post and Courier sports columnist. And join us next week when we break down Clemson against the NC State Wolf Pack.